0: To love talk with Lovelace, Kathy Andrew Brock and Harry Brinker. And welcome to Love Talk. It is a beautiful day in Austin, Texas. Thank you for joining us on KTXW, the Bridge Austin Central Texas Christian Talk. We are building bridges of love and leadership. This is Kathy Endebrock, and in studio I have with me my good friend
1: Coach Carrie Brinkader. Hello, my friends. It's so great to be here today, just sharing positive words with you today as we talk a little bit about what it means to be lost or lose something that's close to us. Luke eleven twenty eight, it says, "Blessed are those who hear the word of God." And obey it um, I it's just a wonderful wonderful day to be in studio with you Kathy have you ever thought about what it means to have a true real lasting encounter with God a, a real true encounter with God
0: I mean, that's what, that's what we want, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's
1: what it, it's all
0: about. Why be a Christian if you can't have a personal relationship? Because who wants to follow a bunch of rules? Who wants to mm. spend time reading scripture if nothing is going to happen, if we're just going to be the same person when we're done? I mean, talk about a waste of time. Mm. I am definitely totally into a real, lasting, true Encounter with God and friends, that's what we want to share with you today. We have a great program. We are kicking off this short summer series. Well, we're actually we have kicked it off a couple weeks ago. We're in the middle of this short series, a day in the life of a witness, because we want to be witnesses about this relationship that we have with God, about what he's doing in our lives, about how he's changed us. And it's it's simple. We, we don't need a theology degree to be a witness. And we've been having so much fun, you know, just interviewing different people. Um, Susana Stratman and Heather from Museum of the Bible is going to be coming up. And we're having a great time this summer looking at what it means to be a witness and how we can be a witness. And, it's great to share um, with you, our listeners in Austin, Texas, and greetings to all of our friends who are tuning in a live streaming nationally and internationally on Love Talk, excuse me, on the AustinTheBridge.com. Thank you for live streaming with us, and for those of you who like to check out our archives on LoveTalkNetwork.com. Today we are missing our first lady of love, the beautiful Evelyn Davison, who is taking a brief sabbatical, and we are looking forward to having her back with us in a couple weeks. So, Carrie, you've prepared this incredible show about these a lasting encounter with,
1: with God. Have, have you ever had a true lasting encounter with God? Well, I pray for that every day, honestly, and uh, today's... Show is entitled A Crazy, Drastic, Over the Top, Insane Plan because that's what God has in store for us is a crazy, drastic, over the top, insane plan. Now, okay, Kath, have you ever been lost or listening, friends? I want you to think about this. Have you ever been lost? Like maybe have you ever been wandering around in the grocery store as a little kid and all, you, all of a sudden you hear over the loudspeaker, uh, well, Carrie pre please come to the front. Your mom is waiting for you, <laughs> right? Uh, when the, when you wandered away as a child or maybe a, a hike gone wrong where you thought you were lost and you didn't know how you were ever going to find your way back or Maybe you've lost something that was really valuable. So, Kathy, have you ever been lost or lost something? Well, I will have to tell you, uh, you know, I
0: went to Baylor to drop off my daughter for line camp. And we had parked at uh, this garage, and we had her bags. And there was a little cart there, a little really nice kid on a on a little golf cart. And he picked up our bags, put it on the golf cart, and took us to the orientation spot and unloaded us. And I checked Aaliyah in. We spent some time together. I said goodbye, and I turned around to go back to my car with no map in my hand. <laughs>
1: No GPS
0: marked about where I had put my car. And there's no really nice guy on a cart to take me back there. And I'm thinking, I have no idea where on earth I am (laughs) or how I'm going to get back there. And I didn't even know the name of the parking garage I had parked at, Carrie. It was horrible. I had no bearings whatsoever. And so I did the walk of shame. I walked back to my daughter, back to my college daughter, and soon-to-be college daughter, and she was with a group of girls now talking, and I I walked up to her, and I said, I'm so sorry. I have no idea where we parked in the car. Oh, and she was so mortified. Oh, I felt so bad for her, and so... She, okay, do you know how sometimes when your child misbehaves and you kind of take them away from the group to correct them verbally? Okay, she puts her arm around me and takes me away from the group, oh, and goodness. she tells me the name of the parking garage. She tells me about how to get there, because I don't know how, after spending just two days on this campus, she knows where everything is. I not, not a clue, but she knows where everything is. And so she walked me out the door. She told, showed me the street to walk on, how long to walk, to turn left, what I would pass, and then I would see the parking garage. And because um, I knew once I got to the parking garage, I could find the car. I was so lost. I had no bearings. I went through the walk
1: of shame, and my <laughs> 17-year-old daughter saved me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love it. I love it. Yes, Um that's that's a great story because I I feel like uh, Aaliyah was probably like, Oh, my gosh, Mom, I cannot believe I'm having to tell you where your car is parked. I can just see that. Well, I listening, friends, I have quite a story to tell you today. It's about a time that my mom lost to something really, really valuable. I was about 13 years old, and my mom and dad were celebrating their 20th wedding anniversary. This is a big deal, and my dad... Loved giving my mom just beautiful, beautiful jewelry. And my mom loved getting that beautiful, beautiful jewelry. And this was a big anniversary. So my dad bought my mom this ring that was worthy of 20 years. I remember as a 13-year-old thinking that that ring was so big, so giant, so sparkly and glorious. And it, it was. And my dad, he made a big production of everything. He would wrap the box or he would ask me to help him wrap the box, right? Beautiful wrapping paper and a and a big bow. And my mom just she loved the whole drama of it all and and unwrapping that box and she so the morning of their anniversary she she opened that present and she of course instantly fell in love with that ring and it was just one of those moments it's really emblazoned in my mind seeing my mom and just the way they loved each other through the ups and downs and they're celebrating 53 years coming up this year um, so of course naturally my mom a Kath you have on some earrings today that you just love and you wanted to wear today and you had to get them fixed in order for them to to fit properly well my mom had the same problem this ring that she had opened when she there was only one problem with it when she slipped it on her finger it was a little bit too big but she loved it and she wanted to wear it even though she knew the dangers of wearing this big giant sparkly ring and it being too big So just a few days later um we had this amazing Uh, dinner at our church and we went to a big church growing up and the dinner was for high schoolers and so I was just a little middle schooler so I had signed up to help with my mom to serve dinner and that night at dinner we served about a hundred high schoolers we served them a good old Texas meal. Kathy, we served them barbecue and green beans and potato salad and, of course, iced tea and chocolate cake. Um, And, you know, you can imagine serving 100 kids about the time that you get done serving the last kid. You know, it's time to start cleaning up back at the first kid. So we cleaned up you know the plates and the napkins and the forks and the cups and all the things and we threw them away in these giant trash bags we i also have very vivid memories of us wiping down the tables and sweeping the floor we we had to go from start to finish here so we swept the floor we turn out the lights and we drug our very tired bodies to the car and we're driving home and my mom has a freak out moment. She says, Carrie, Carrie, where's my ring? Where's my ring? And she, she took the car and she turned the wheel so hard. She's like, to, and, and, and just parked on the side of the road. She's like, surely, surely I, I put the ring in my purse. Surely I put the ring in my purse. And she takes her purse and she starts feverishly digging through her bag. She can't find it. She dumps out her purse in the car, in the floorboard and she can't find the ring. She's she's like Carrie, Carrie, I I can't find the ring. And she, we both come to the realization that at some point during that evening, that ring had fallen off. But Kath, remember, we had wiped down all the tables and we had swept the floor. Neither one of us saw that ring when we cleaned up the tables or swept the floor. So, panic set in. You can you can imagine. My mom is sick. The ring that my daddy had just given her is lost. So we turn the car around and we go back to the church that night. It's dark and we we realize that the trash bags that we had so magnificently stuffed with trash were already in the dumpster. The night cleaning crew was already at the church and they were already in the dumpster. And my mom looked at me and she said, all right, Carrie, Operation Dig It Out is in full force. And I was like, what are you talking about, Mom? And she said she made the only plan that my mom, that, that made sense to her. It was a crazy, drastic, over-the-top, insane plan. She said, Carrie, tomorrow morning at dawn, we're coming back here. And we're climbing in that dumpster. Oh. And we're going to find that ring. Oh. (laughs) Okay. I'm 13, Kathy. Can you imagine? I mean, Faithy's 14. Logan's 14, right? And can you imagine if we told our kids today, um, we're going back and we're climbing in the dumpster. We're going to dumpster dive. We totally did. Wow. Yes. And uh, so, so friends, um, when we return to Love Talk, I will continue the story and we'll find out We'll, ta- we'll, we'll, we'll dive into scripture about being lost and what that means in God's eyes and how we can be found in God's eyes as well. When we return to Love Talk, you'll find more about the crazy, drastic, over-the-top, insane plan for your life and for mine right here on Love Talk right after this.
0: And welcome back, friends. This is Kathy and DeBrock. You have found Love Talk. Thank you for joining us on this beautiful Saturday in Austin, Texas. In the studio with me is my very dear friend and co-host, Coach Carrie Brinkater. And in our first segment, Carrie was telling us about this crazy, drastic, over-the-top, insane plan mm. that her mother hatched after she loses her beautiful anniversary ring after a night of barbecue, serving 100 kids full Texas dinner, we're talking meat and potato salad and beans and, and everything, and cleaning up from all of these 100 kids, having everything put in bags, swept down, the cleaning crew coming in, throwing everything in the dumpster. Mom realizes, I've lost my ring, and Carrie, tomorrow morning, you and I are going to go back and go through that dump. We're going to dumpster dive, <laughs> rip open those bags. <laughs> And find this ring. Mm-hmm. What now you're like 14 when this I'm happens. 13. 13. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Faithy would say like, uh, you're going to do what mom? Because <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but I'm not going to go in a dumpster and open up trash bags of potato salad. But Carrie, this is what I love. Our, our program today, it's, it's about being lost. It's, it's about how God will pursue us. It's mm-hmm. about, that real lasting encounter with God, about going after that real lasting encounter with God, and when we're lost, sometimes we feel like we're the only ones who can get ourselves unlost. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that ring was not going to find itself. You and your mom
1: were—you uh, <laughs> we were on a mission.
0: You were on a mission with a crazy, drastic.
1: Over-the-top, <laughs> insane plan. So what happens next? One of the craziest things my mom has ever done, we we do. We absolutely do roll up to that dumpster at 6 a.m. the next day because mom wanted to make sure that, like, the trash men weren't going to come and, and take the dumpster trash and, you know, take it away. And so we got there at 6 a.m. Now, friends, I, I want to just um, tell you this one part of the story. This is August in Houston, Texas. <gasps> Yuck. So you can... Imagine that the flies had already found the delectable bits of yummy goodness that uh, we had left in the trash bags the night before. And we rolled up to that dumpster really with... Two things in mind, you know, we had two things, you know, gloves and an overwhelming desire to find that ring. So we rolled up our pants legs and we took our last breath of fresh air for a while and we went in. My mom is tenacious and persistent and Operation Dig It Out was now in full force and it would continue until we found that ring or until we keeled over or we were taken away by the flies. We, we did, y'all. This was not a small dumpster. This was a big dumpster. And I honestly cannot remember how we crawled into it, but we had to, like, climb and crawl up (laughs) into the dumpster and we just sat down and we took the first bag and we opened it up and it was like surgery we squished it and we picked it apart and we really felt everything in that bag we went through the potato salad and the green beans and the barbecue sauce and the brisket and I remember the chocolate frosting was starting to drip down the sides of the bag and it was just gooey and gross and the the part that would The most disgusting was the bottom of the bag, you know, because it had the bits of iced tea floating around in there with the bits of, you know, bacon bits and green beans and and the barbecue sauce and all of that just floating around in the bottom of the bag. But we knew that we had to go through every single part because what if that beautiful, shiny, glorious ring was floating around in the bottom of the bag? For us, friends, do we ever feel like we're the ones floating around in the nasty stuff at the bottom of the bag? And have you ever felt the desire or the need or just that strong tug for someone to come and save you with a crazy, drastic, over-the-top, insane plan? Let's look at some scripture to help us with this mission today, Kath.
0: Okay, so there are some incredible Uh, parables that Jesus himself specifically gives in the Bible. And, And a parable is just a simple story that is used to illustrate a moral or a spiritual lesson and so Jesus uses these parables as teaching tools. And so I, I love this one. He, he, Jesus went and criticized. He he was criticized by these really pious, self-righteous Pharisees and Pharisees. You know, they walked around like they were better than everyone else. And they could not understand that Jesus came to love all people in, in their mind. Jesus only came to love the perfect people, people of a certain color, people of a certain race, uh, th- this concept that Jesus came to love all people was such a foreign, odd idea to them. And so Christ, Jesus Christ was bringing this new message of hope and love for all people, and the Pharisees were, were confused. And, and, you know, they were criticizing Jesus for eating with sinners.
1: The whole <gasps> oh, <the horror.
0: laughs> <laughs> And yeah. so what the Pharisees <laughs> didn't realize is that we were, we are all sinners. They are sinners. Um, That all have fallen short of the glory of God. And so Jesus does what he does best. He, He stops the crowd and he begins to tell this beautiful parable, a story to really help us understand the love that Jesus has for all of us. And you can you can actually go and find this parable yourself. It's available in two gospels in the New Testament um, in the gospel of Matthew and of Luke. And so we're going to read this one particular account from the from the book of Luke today. So if you go in the first section of your New Testament, Luke is going to be that second book. Go to chapter 15 and verses 4 through 6. I'm just going to read it here to lay this out because Christ, Christ, Christ kind of said it best. So I'm not going to change his words. It says, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice
1: with me. I have found my lost sheep. Kathy, this scripture is so rich. It's three verses but yet there's so much in here. When we go back to verse four, it says, um, doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? Now in these verses, that, that he is talking about the shepherd. And in Jesus's day, shepherds were extremely important. Uh, being responsible for a whole flock of sheep was a big deal. And what I find incredibly interesting is that many shepherds were, were about the age of my kids right now, 14, 15 years old. Um, and I look at my teenagers and I go, could they handle this responsibility? This, this was huge. So if you were asked to tend a flock of sheep, if you were asked to be a shepherd and trained to be a shepherd, you would not only be tending your family's Flock, you know, and have your family's sheep, but you would be responsible for other families' sheep as well. These families that live in your village that know you. So being able to successfully care for a flock of sheep would really earn and solidify your place in society. And if you think about the countryside, Kathy, you know, these shepherds are going to be expected to traverse all types of of land, rocky land, cross rivers, maybe climb through mountainous areas. And you would also be fighting off predators. Uh, we see mountain lions in these areas certain types of bears that would have threatened these little sheep. I mean, your pride is at stake. I can't imagine the responsibility of, 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 this, of this flock as a teenager. So you can imagine the panic of a young shepherd when he realizes that one of his sheep is lost. And scripture says he will literally leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep. Now, I have a tendency to kind of think about this cat as like, oh, it's like this fenced in area. And oh, I just kind of need to go over there and get the sheep. No, it is not a fenced in area, friends. It's open spaces as far as the eye can see. You can just kind of imagine this little sheep wandering around all by itself in this wide open space he's minding his own business he's he's separated from the herd and he doesn't really realize it until he he may look up and go I don't have anyone around me to protect me you know Kath what what are some things that we deal with in our lives that separate us from our herd oh gosh I mean the list can be so endless
0: you you think about the temptation to uh, for secret text messages. You know, mm-hmm, you're texting mm-hmm. things that you really shouldn't be texting or you're looking at things that you really shouldn't be looking at. Having secret relationships that um, you should not be having, whether as an adult or as a, mm-hmm. a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's just social media that you know is harmful, that you know is bad for you. And really, there's anything else you can think of that separates us from the herd. So many things. The list just goes on and on. Going out um, late at night, when my daddy always said nothing good happens after midnight, right? Going and getting involved in those social situations that you know you shouldn't be in. And, um, you know, particularly one of the things I worry about with Aaliyah on a college campus so many things can happen on a college campus that can start to separate you from your background, from your upbringing, from knowing, you know, from doing things that you know are not right. And I think the, the longer you leave that unaddressed, the further and further and further you, you, you get separated from that herd.
1: You know, it's so important as you mentioned that for us to find our people, you know, and as we're talking about sheep, you know, for him to go for, for that little lost sheep to be brought back to his people is important. And same for us, you know, as we're venturing into a new space or, or we're trying to make new friends or we're going off to college or we're going to a new school or whatever, it's so important for us to find our people. That will surround us as a hedge of protection, will hold us accountable. Um, because, Kathy, I, I know there's so many times we can be physically present, but emotionally and spiritually, we are lost. We are so far away from um, what we know is truth. And, and these things that you've mentioned, so many things that you've mentioned here can pull us away from that. And we just, we, we might get stuck in these ruts. Friends, when we return to Love Talk, we'll talk more about crazy, drastic, over-the-top, insane plan that Jesus has for us. And maybe we'll find out about that lost ring when we return to Love Talk right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. We are so grateful that you have found the Love Ladies. Coach Carrie Brinkader here with Kathy Enderbrock in studio. It's a glorious time to be filled with Jesus and to learn more about Him every step of the way. You know, friends, you can find us on Love Talk Network. You can find us on Facebook. You can um, find us right here on 1120 AM 101 FM every single Saturday with the Love Ladies. Kathy, i got to tell you over the last couple of weeks i i kind of want to pause here i have had three different people come up to me that um i do not know uh one man was at church and uh never seen him before and he said hey you're coach carrie and he knew me from the radio show and he called us the love his love his love talk girls is what he said he was precious and um then um I, oh gosh what was the second encounter i can I, I can't remember the second encounter right off the top, up the top of my head but the third encounter was just this past week i was at the AT&T store and the guy that was helping me said i thought i knew your voice cuz i was talking about church stuff and he said i thought i knew your voice do you do you have a radio show I said, yes, sir. And so, Kathy, it's so great that we have our listening friends that I'm now bumping into in real life. Um, just uh I, I just love that we have these people that are engaged with us every single week and that we can do something to share God's word.
0: You know, I love when we do those events where we actually get to meet all of our listening friends. That I just that to me is fantastic, or when we get a little note on facebook or an email sent to us especially when you have questions about some of the shows and and what we're covering or you want us to kind of expand on something or there's a show that you want us to do we love hearing from you and um, thank you so much for your faithfulness listening to us. Love Talk has been on the air for over 35 years.
1: Goodness, yes. Now, we haven't been on the air for no. 35 years.
0: Let's see. I think, um, I've been with Miss Evelyn about 10 years and you've been with us about seven? No, six? Uh, no,
1: just about five. Five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I came on full time about three years ago. I was doing one show a month for a while with you guys and then all of a sudden about Three and a half years ago, I started coming on every week and just loving every second. So thank you, listening friends. We just wanted to pause and say thank you for joining us every week. What kind of crazy, drastic, over-the-top, insane plan does God have in store for you? When we open the show, I'm telling you about my mom and how she lost her beautiful diamond ring that my daddy had given her. And currently, um, as the story lies right now, we are, mom and I are in the middle of a dumpster wading through trash, trying to find that lost Ring sitting in there armed with gloves and a determination to find that ring. Now, wait a minute. It's not
0: just any dumpster. It's a dumpster in Houston, Texas, oh, gosh. in August, with flies just really enjoying the feast yes. that is there waiting for them. It was not fun.
1: It, it was not fun. It was it, disgusting it, and gross. It, it was. Yes. It, it was um, a labor of love. I'll call it that. Um, and, you know, I look back on that and I just think, oh, I just loved my mom and I did not want to see her sad but I also just admire her tenacity and her determination for I think some of us would have just been like well whatever it's lost you know but not my mom my mom is All over that and was willing to sacrifice a day. And what, you
0: called it Project Dig It Out. Operation Dig It Out. (laughs) Operation Dig It Out. Okay, now I hope that anytime your mom was about to discipline you, anytime in the future, that you go, uh, mom, do you remember that disgusting day when I helped you in that dumpster go through bags and bags and bags? Well, I don't know what happens next. I hope you found it. But but here's the thing. When we were talking about this parable that Christ shared, we, we were sharing this parable in our last segment where he talks about uh, this shepherd who has 100 sheep and he loses one. The, the parable says that he'll actually leave the 99 in the open field to go out and search for that one. And, Carrie, you were talking with us about these shepherds and how their livelihood was all about these these sheep Mm -hmm. that it was their position within the family their position within the community and i I started thinking well how is a shepherd going to look for a sheep i mean it's not like the sheep has a little gps tracking uh and and we're talking massive wilderness here this is not a short trek which direction do you go in East, west, north, south, how do you even begin to start looking? And any shepherd, I mean, I would think that temptation would be, look at my 99 really wonderful, robust sheep. So sad too bad about the one that got lost. He got himself lost. If he had just stayed with the herd, he would have been fine. And I am going to protect the 99 that I have, and I'm not going to worry so much about the one that I lost.
1: But, you know, Kathy... The scripture tells us that he will go after the lost sheep until he finds it. I want that to sink in with you guys, friends. He will go after the lost sheep until he finds it. These verses show us how devoted our father is, how he stays in pursuit of us. You know, we need to be rescued and he stays ready. It's personal for him. This pursuit is personal. Just like our pursuit for that ring was personal, God's pursuit for each and every one of us is personal because each and every one of us is special to him. These are words of a God who loves us, who cares for us, a man who will pursue people no matter what. I mean, Kathy, does the scripture say that the shepherd goes after the lost sheep and just gives up if he doesn't find it by sundown no it says that he goes after the lost sheep until he finds it god doesn't give up on us just like my mom and i waded through that filthy gross melty chocolate cake and frosting he will wade through the muck the yuck and the filth to pursue our heart because god's love is relentless now, Kathy, we we're, we're, we talk about this shepherd and how he must have pursued this sheep and the time that he spends with these sheep. I mean, they do that. These shepherds live with these sheep.
0: I mean, they live and breathe these sheep. They eat in the fields with these sheep. They and you know, you think about going and and uh, trying to find this sheep. Do you go start at the east do you start towards the west Mm -hmm. how far do you venture to the east or to the west and i love that god very specifically says in his in his word that the vastness of his love is as far Mm. as the east is from the west yes So, you know, he will look all through the east until he gets to the west, and he's Mm going to cover that, too. Those shepherds are going to look for those sheep, and, you know, they spend all this time with them. They know these sheep intimately, and, you know, who knows that – I imagine they – I mean, I I believe historically the accounts actually say they would give their sheep's names. Sure. I mean, I just wonder, like, surely what (laughs) what are their names? I was. You know. Thunder?
1: Cloud? You know, I, I have no idea what they would name them. Stone, rock, I don't know.
0: I mean, after a while, you have to be running. I mean, we're talking hundreds of sheep and hundreds upon hundreds of sheep. But these shepherds going out and just calling out to to this lost sheep and I mean can you imagine even going through the 99 and trying to figure out which one is there Mm -hmm. and I was like oh it's Sammy is missing Mm -hmm. or oh it's Victoria that's missing or you know who which one of them is missing figuring out first that there's one that is not there constantly keeping track of them constantly counting and recounting and checking and rechecking and going after that one and as the master keeps calling This is what is so amazing that the sheep do recognize the voice of the shepherd because, again, they've been spending so much time with the shepherd.
1: Yeah, it's true. There, you know, I I wonder, Kathy, how many times God has been calling my name and I've chosen not to listen. Mm. Right. You know, where I'm just push him away and I and I just say, you know what, God, not right now. I, I'm I'm gonna continue to do these things over here that I really don't want you to know about and I don't really care for you to see. I I'm I am i am just gonna push you away right now. And I hold up my hand and I just say, No, I'm not coming right now And you know, I'm sure there were some pretty stubborn sheep back in the day. I mean the sheep are kind of stubborn, they're not very smart either. And that's not very smart of us to say, Lord, I'm not gonna listen right now. I don't I don't wanna hear that. In fact in Luke eleven, twenty eight eight it says Blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. You know, are we willing to hear and obey or do we keep wandering? Really, it it is definitely something to think about. You know, Kathy, in, in our last couple of shows, we've been talking about names and how important names are. I think a couple of weeks ago, we had a show entitled, What is Your Real Name, and how God wants us to wants to call us by our real name and he knows our real name and he knows us personally. And then just recently we had our beautiful friend Susanna Stratman on who um, lost her name as a child mm-hmm. when um, a very unfortunate, um, she was very, she, her family was deceived and she was taken from her family and brought from Greece and brought to America and deceived and she was given a new name that she did not want.
0: And, you know, I I think about she knew what her real name was and Mm -hmm. sometimes we forget who the real us is, or Mm -hmm. we're trying to discover the real us. Or, you know, sometimes we think, well, if 95% of my life is fine and acceptable, Mm -hmm. God's not going to care about this 5% of what I'm doing. Just like, you know, maybe the sheep that says, well, I'm with the shepherd 95% of the time, so what does he care if I wander off the other 5% of the time? And, But, you know, it's very interesting how when we say 95% of our life is in order, but 5% isn't. If we do not take that 5% and say, "Lord, I need you to help me with this 5%, it is not right. I know it is, it is, it is sin, and it's not right before you. I need you. I, I need to get rid of this 5% and bring it in line with your word. When we don't do that, when we say this 5% is fine, the other 95%. Uh, you know, it's before God. I can do whatever I want with this five percent. Well, that five percent becomes seven percent, mm-hmm. then ten percent, then twenty percent, and all of our uh, all of a sudden we can look in the mirror and go, Who is this person? What have I done? And and we get to a point where we we don't recognize ourselves and we are completely lost, just like that little sheep. We need to not just stay with the shepherd that 95% of the time. We need to stay with that shepherd 100% of
1: the time. Mm. Friends, when we return to Love Talk for our final segment, we'll find out how crazy does God get as he pursues us? And what happened with Operation Dig It Out, that crazy, drastic, over-the-top, insane plan with the ring and the dumpster? We'll find out when we return to Love Talk right after this. Hello, friends. Welcome back to today's Christian Talk. We're so grateful and blessed that you are here with us with the love ladies, Coach Carrie Burton Gator and Kathy Indebrock. You know what, friends? we have been reading this scripture, this parable that Jesus told about this lost sheep, that the shepherd will go after the lost sheep until he finds it. God gets crazy, friends. He gets drastic. You know, our shepherd, our master, our leader will continue to fight. For us, he will go after us until he finds us. At some point, that little sheep becomes so excited to hear his shepherd's voice. He starts calling back. And I love this scripture in Jeremiah. It's Jeremiah 33, 3. We are reminded, call to me and I will answer you. He always answers us when we call. Not only is he calling our name, but when we call his name, when we finally give up on running, when we finally get tired of wandering, when we realize that in order to be safe and in order to have accountability and to be protected, that we need to go back to Christ, we call his name and he is immediately there. Call to me and I will answer you, a crazy, drastic, over-the-top, insane encounter is waiting for us. And Kathy, what happens whenever we run back to him when Jesus finds us? This is the
0: part of the parable that I love. He just doesn't say, hey, that shepherd was so awesome that he found that sheep. The end. No. I mean, he talks about what happens when he finds that sheep. He says he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home and then... And then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. And so I love this because he didn't just find the sheep, but to top it off, he's beyond excited when this encounter occurs. It's, it, this is what happens when the master finds us. He calls his friends and neighbors and he says, rejoice with me. He's, he's not looking for us in order to punish us. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's looking for us in order to rescue us. And and that is why Christ came to earth. He says that he, he came to seek and save those who are lost. That very clearly in scripture, Luke uh, chapter 19, verse 10, to seek and save those who are lost. He wants us. He wants those who are, who are lost. He is seeking after us. Even when we are still wandering, Jesus never gives up on us. He does not give up on pursuing us. He, he was not talking about, in this parable, people who were lost as they were traveling from, from one city to another. P- Jesus was talking about people who were spiritually lost, spiritually dead in the trespasses of sin. And, and Jesus, this is what I love about him, he loves the sinner and he is in a habit of rescuing us from our messy situation. And I love the fact that he is not going to leave us in the messy situation, but he is going to completely take us out of that messy situation and deliver us from that messy situation and this is what I want to tell you friends if you are searching for him know that he is pursuing you and that he'll rejoice when he finds you and Carrie let me tell you this I cannot imagine amidst the flies and the gunk and the trash and the 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 iced tea floating at the mm. bottom of the bags. I mean, I think I would have opened one bag and said, like, yeah, I can't do this, mom. I'm sorry. Operation dig it out <laughs> is done. So, did you did you actually keep at this, and, and did you ever find that ring?
1: We kept searching, but there was definitely a point during that morning of searching for that ring that I wanted to give up. Um, I mean, I couldn't believe I was wading through all that trash, just like you said. I mean, what I was looking for was so tiny in comparison to this vast amount of trash in front of us. And, you know, our mission was to pursue that ring. And pursue that ring we did. We continued to dig through the disgusting, the gnarly, the gross. We squished, and we poked, and we smashed, and we picked, and we swatted away flies, All morning long. Literally all morning, y'all. I mean, it it was getting to be about lunchtime, and we were – believe it or not, we were kind of getting hungry, even though we were digging through all that. Okay, that's disgusting. I know, I know. It's five hours later, and we're digging, and my mom – All of a sudden, she starts rubbing her fingers against something that's not quite right. Like, she's she's literally digging through some potato salad, and and she hits something hard. And she starts to uncover the most beautiful sight of the day stuck right there in the middle of some foul-smelling potato salad. Was that glorious? sparkly, shiny diamond ring. Mom had found the ring and Kathy she let out the biggest woohoo that you have ever heard. In the midst of our disgusting mess, we just looked at each other and we just started giggling with happiness. I don't know if we had another emotion left and we were just giggling, you know, that kind that your face hurts and 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 but it makes your soul feel so renewed, in even in the midst of that disgustingness. You know, Jesus
0: tells us that there is a celebration in heaven when a sinner when when a sinner is saved. And I mean, you just think all of the woohoo's that are going on, and this is this is Jesus, friends. And I I just, Carrie and I want to share with you, are you lost today and are you ready to hear his voice? Because he is, he's ready and he's willing. He's ready and willing to wade through our mess, our disgusting, smelly, gnarly mess to find us. And he's going to swat away all of the flies, all of the, all of the gross. He will continue to search until his arms can wrap us up with a heavenly hug, and there 's going to be a celebration, and he 's going to let out a giant woohoo <laughs> when you come to him and allow him to take control of your life. This encounter with Jesus will allow your soul to be renewed in a way that makes all things new. I want to tell you, God is calling you; he is searching for you where you will. I want to ask you, just listen to this question and consider it. Will you hear his call? And are you willing to embark on his crazy, drastic, over-the-top, insane mission
1: to have an encounter with you? Mm. You know, Kathy, he makes it very simple for us. And listening friends, it's really as easy as the a B C's A is to admit that you are a sinner. It tells us in romans three twenty three that for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There is no one listening to this radio program today that has not fallen short. We've all been there i'm I'm there every day, every day i I seek God's face to ask for forgiveness for the things where I consistently. Fall short all of us have done that b is to believe that jesus christ is god's son friends he died on the cross and then rose again on the third day to offer us the gift a free gift of salvation it's it's free friends there are no strings attached here we do not live under the law any longer we live renewed and refreshed in a relationship with jesus christ john 3:16. for god so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting have eternal life with him believe that jesus is god is is god's son and then see confess your faith in jesus christ romans 9 romans 10 9 and 10 says if you declare with your mouth jesus is lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Friend, that's, that, that is it. Would I would like to lead you in a prayer today. If you have never, ever accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, you can pray this prayer. It's as simple as, Lord, we love you. Lord, I love you. I want to know you more. I'm seeking your face. I'm calling your name. Just like in Jeremiah, it said, if I call you, you are listening, and I know that you are pursuing me, Father. Father, I want to give my life to you today. I want to be a new creation in you, Father. I do not want to wait around in the bottom of the bag any longer. I refuse to stay there. Lord, help me as I pursue you and I pursue a new life in you. Come into my life and cleanse me of my sins and make me new a new creation in you. Father, thank you so much for loving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you prayed that prayer, you can call us on the love line at 512-249-6535. We would be happy to direct you to a local church that can help you find a, a relationship with Jesus that is lasting and eternal. We can help. We can send you a Bible. Maybe you don't have a Bible. Maybe you're saying, I don't even know where to begin. I would say begin in Romans whenever you get that Bible. It's a great book, just teaches you all about faith in Jesus. You don't have to read the Bible from the very first page to the very last page. You can skip around. There's so many good things in there to just give you wisdom on your new journey in Jesus. You can find us on Love Talk Network and you can find us on Facebook as well. We encourage you to find a local church, Friends Today, Saturday. You can find a church that worships tonight. Or you can find a church that worships tomorrow. They're all over. Find a church that is a Bible church believing in Jesus. That he died on the cross for you and was raised on the third day. Kathy, thank you so much for being here today and embarking on this crazy, drastic, over-the-top, insane plan with me and this amazing encounter. So blessed to have you back for a little while. It has been so much fun. I've loved being with
0: you. Thank you again, listeners, for just being with us every Saturday and uh, we look forward to meeting you as we are out in the community, as we are doing the, your, our thing and you're doing your thing. We look forward to crossing paths and hearing your story personally. We love that all of us are unique. We love the fact that even if God loses a 100 beautiful diamond rings, he's still going to go searching for that individual mm. one. He loves you. He is seeking after your heart, and he is pursuing you that you can take to the bank. Mm-hmm. Thank you for uh, listening with us and being with us and sharing your life with us every week. That's so important and so valuable to us. We appreciate you. We love you. We pray for God's blessing over you, and we look forward to being with you again next Saturday at 2 p.m. on Love Talk.